0: You're now listening
1: to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, welcome to Axe to Grind. Before we get into today's episode, we have the title track of the brand new EP from the band End of One from Poughkeepsie, New York. The song is called Immortal. Off the Immortal EP coming out on May 17th on Streets of Hate, you might be asking yourself, End of One, I know that name, I know that name. If you're from the Hudson Valley, you definitely know them. If you're a deep diver and know, oh, End of One features members of All Out War and Vomit Forth, well, here's your chance. Get to know End of One. Song is immortal. Let's go.
2: To grind the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick, I'm Bob, and I'm Tom. Gentlemen, w- what's popping? Are we going to do some reads and get right to it? Oh,
1: you're, you're like all business. I, I was thinking about your conversation about uh, you know, the f- approximately four seconds a week where you're serious when you say, Welcome to Axe to Grind, <laughs> yeah, the hardcore podcast, and uh. That is pretty funny it is a pretty funny thing that that's likely one of the most serious is that have you found yourself to be more of a serious man in Australia or what?
2: Uh, I wouldn't say I'm that serious i'm I'm rather suburban. I wake up take a talk for a walk uh, g- retreat to my uh, garage office uh, it's office. it's a uh, it's not bad it's, it's not, not bad. bad no it's not bad it's it's very nice actually with that said. Tom, let's
1: get right into the reads today. We've got a couple good ones. Uh before we get into them, let's say a big thank you to a run for cover records. Deathwish Inc.
2: Love Love Love.
1: Today's main focus is closed casket activities. Bacaw. And to live a lie. da da Uh, Let's start with Closed Casket Activities. Go to ClosedCasketActivities.com. I am going to direct you to a record that, um, you know, I think deserves a little bit more time and attention. It is Mm. the Primitive Man Insurmountable 12-inch EP. Uh, This one's cool. I actually um, was digging around, you know, uh, the proprietor of closed casket is uh, a friend and I was looking at, it, and I was like, Oh, I haven't, I haven't checked this one out yet. Um,
2: PK, you can go in. This is a heavy record. Yeah. So this, this is a heavy band. Uh, been around for a while. Uh, for those of you that like doom, but like would like songs there, <laughs> this, this might scratch that itch. Uh, I think they've had times where they've, so this is, this band's been around for a long minute. And I think they've had times where they went uh, with more traditional um, sort of metal sounding songs, but then also mm-hmm. uh, some really heavy uh, doomy parts. Uh, I don't know what this new one sounds like. I haven't checked it out. But I remember the catalog from... Uh, so like 2013, I want to say this band like really broke for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, and, that sounds right.
2: And at that time, uh, there was... It, people didn't know whether to file it under too cool or not. And, uh, the answer is no, it's, it's catchy. It's good. A lot of our listeners are going to be into it. I can't speak for this new record yet, but I'm sure I'll feel the same way I have about the other records. Yeah.
1: On, on cursory listens, I was taken in because, uh, your description wasn't wrong. It is doom, but, but, uh, tuneful doom. There's, there's parts to the song that are really, really catchy. Um, without losing any of that heaviness it's 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 one of those bands where i'm like oh <clears throat> you know this band doesn't sound like converge but i think anybody who likes converge would like this anybody who likes the classic southern lord material you know the sons the Baris, the, the you know and even even to outside of that you know heavier stuff um could like this if you like hydrahead material you would oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like that, this. That, that, you know that's a mean?
2: good pull that's a good pull yeah
1: yeah. So so, um, please go to closedcasketactivities.com Find that Primitive Man insurmountable pre-order and uh, give yourself the LP The Clear With Splatter. There's not many of these left. They're moving very quickly. So uh, tell them that Axe Grine sent you. Tom, you want to help me with To Live a Lie? Sure. Let's go to tolivealie.com <clears throat> Click on that web store. Today, uh, today was a fun one because um, as you know we really enjoy all the web stores of our fine sponsors. But To Live a Lie has lots of stuff, and they always surprise me. So um I went in, clicked on that new product. So I was like, let me do-do-do. I saw a 7-inch by the band Judas. I don't know if either of you are familiar with the band Judas from Southern California from probably yeah. 10 years ago, maybe even a little more. Um, Really fast, hard... Like power violence, but then sludgier parts. And I loved it. Like, awesome band. I think they did a record on 160H OH way back. Uh, we booked them on either Sound and Fury 2008 or 2009. Um, just a really, really good band. And they did a 7 inch years later called Dictator on RSR that I don't own. And lo and behold, it is in the new items on the cool. web store so I'm definitely picking that up and I really I, I recommend it if you have not heard this band and you like fast hardcore you like mind eraser you like crossed out you like infest um, you like regional justice center you like world peace check out the Judas seven inch um, then the other one and similar kind of world the sex prisoner tan gate CD so uh tucson arizona power violence hardcore band just a band who does this style right it's really really abrasive but in that like fast burst way um so this uh scratches an itch for me uh i kind of am curious i think as a cd this might just be a bunch of material um so I, i'm I'm always a fan of that so i'm gonna grab those two tom anything strike your eye because i might have one or two others here but i don't want to go off-wise.
3: for the uh... They're uh, in the small vinyl <laughs> section. Mm-hmm. The uh, two by seven inch gatefold for uh, it's a four way seven inch between. Mm-hmm. Um, Race trader, Closet Witch, Neckbeard, Death Camp, We talked about it here before, and Hagathorn. Oh, Race Trader continuously putting out new material, which is kind of awesome. Yes. Um, and you know, it's it's when we talk about bands that like have stuff to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they and they're able to kind of be articulate on stage and and you know not rest on their laurels and continuously put out new and, and kind of um vital
1: yeah. music. So. No, and, and that's, a- no, that's that's cool. Shout out You'll always
3: learn something new. You don't yo, know so, all four bands, you can't.
1: <laughs> no, I like that energy. And like uh yo, so so go in, hit the to dot com web store distro. Click around. You're going to find something that, like it's that uh, something new, something old, something borrowed, something blue, whatever that is. Um, you're going to find some good stuff. Check it out. Let them know we sent you. Guys, how you doing? How you feeling?
3: Uh,
2: I am it's good. It's the Thank end you for asking. of
3: the world as we know it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true.
3: I everything's uh, great over here, man.
2: No, please. There's nothing. I mean, my life I is got good. Sharks, but kill you. yeah, but Australia itself is uh, it's a very chaotic spot. Have you been uh, in the Indian Ocean yet? Uh, yeah, I put my feet in it the other day. Okay, I, race, I raced. I raced alongside it like Rocky. I ran. I ran on it.
4: You were oh, you no. on the
2: outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had I uh, had my trainer with me. Good. Uh running on the beach.
1: Hard activity. Hard, hard activity,
2: activity.
1: No doubt. Um let me know when you go full body in the Indian ocean. That's a nice moment. Um, Mm. Yeah. Tom things here in the States. Uh, what's going on?
3: Everything's falling apart.
1: Okay. So, so as people probably have heard, um, there's a draft from the Supreme court that leaked, by the way, I want to talk about that. Uh, that basically, in no uncertain terms, uh, concluded that the Supreme Court is going to overturn Roe v. Wade, uh, right. essentially taking out federal protections of of abortion um, yeah, right and allowing so. states to uh, make it illegal. And so, half the
3: states in this fucking country are garbage. <laughs> maybe even a more little than more half. than half.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: 60% of these states. I, I
1: really... One. I really want to get your opinions, Tom and and Patrick, of course. Uh, but you know, as an ex, as Pat expat, um, you know, it's but it's <laughs> it'll be interesting actually to hear your opinion seeing it from overseas. That said, yo, know, the leak. I love the leak. Fuck, fuck you, Supreme Court. Yeah, someone who's working with you in your office isn't a total douchebag and was like, holy fucking shit, they're really gonna do this insane garbage.
3: But there's different takes on that. So that's not. yeah. There there yeah let's let's yeah. hear it. Go, go, that's go. My that's the problem. No one seems to know where it's coming from. Which, right. When it first got leaked, like, you know, most of the, the, the idiots were like, I can't believe they would desecrate the Supreme Court. Not never mind that, like, they're overturning, you know, established <laughs> law and like they're like ruining millions of lives. It's yes. like, I can't believe they stole that copy. But. Hmm. There's also a theory that a right wing person, you know, one of the for the more right wing judges leaked it because if the, the, if there was any kind of decision or like hemming and hawing that they were still ready, still trying to make, like still trying oh, to decide.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
3: Now they're bound to what's in that because then you're like, then you, you know, you fell, fell victim to the fucking radical left or whatever. So now they're yeah. like tied in. And, stopped. A, a, right.
2: and there's a third theory that it's a temperature check, that, that, that it is intentional to it's see. It's hot, what, yeah. motherfucker.
1: It is hot. <laughs> yeah, to see well, to see what the,
2: yep, yep. Uh, so, And we have no way of telling who, uh, until they figure out who it is, and that person might not be uh, upfront about their motivations when, when they're finally outed. So it, it's hard to tell what exactly is going on. I don't, I, I don't even engage with this part of the conversation because I don't really understand this leak at all. Regarding the decision yeah, I mean, itself. It could
3: be either way. But I mean, that's also, right, That's right. You got to imagine, probably not that many people that have their hands on a potential Supreme Court decision.
2: No, I bet. I, no, I. would imagine- a, Never mind
3: one that's like world changing.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, I feel like. You don't need Sherlock Holmes for this one. Um, no. But <clears throat> here's the thing. Uh, I, let me just say that I've gone on record a number of times saying that I did not think that this, uh, I was certain that this day would never happen. Uh, I've been kind of dismissive about a lot of people's anxieties about it. Uh, clearly I may have been wrong. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens. Although I, this is a thing that I, I do need to say. I don't know what's going to happen with the Supreme court. I will say, however, that typically in the last particularly maybe 15 years abortion law in the united states is uh it's a game of chicken and it is purely political that doesn't mean that it's not scary that doesn't mean that for those of you that that this is a big issue that you shouldn't be out in the streets doing what you want to do it's just to say that this is often a game being played above all our heads when they know it will not change the fact that this is the supreme court is it makes it a different Conversation when the states do this. So, so, so for our listeners that like really aren't in, engaged in this conversation or, or give a shit, real close, real quick. Every year, some state, typically a southern one, uh, says, "Yeah, we're not allowing abortion," or they t- try to be as restrictive as possible within within the law. And then inevitably, uh, th- this the federal government says, "No, no, no," and then it, they walk it back within days. This happens mm-hmm. multiple times. I would say at least once a year since I've been a child, really. And now, the, because this is, this is the Supreme Court, I can't say that this is just posturing. I can't say that this is just uh, games being played. I don't right. know what I don't know what to make of this at all. No, it's not. Uh, if if I if I am a little disengaged with this conversation, fellas, it's simply because I do not know what to make of this. At all. I'm very, very shocked. My personal take on it is that uh, I became a – Tom, you're going to love this. I became a Roe v. Wade Wade scholar in the last week and a half.
3: Oh, okay. Are we we testing this?
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Tom, here's what I find so fascinating. I did not know this, is that uh, Roe v. Wade is based on a woman's right to privacy. Actually, a patient's right to privacy is what it's based on. Correct. Right, which is why –
3: yeah. Anyone in the United States of America, with this within the sound of my voice, this is such a terrible finding mm-hmm. for a myriad. Of, because number one, the fact that you can you could take away someone's right, right to choose a medical, like I, that's just fucking insanity. You don't have to agree with that. I had a long talk over Mother's Day with my mom, my very Irish Catholic mom, about this. And she, I could even get her to the point that it was like, you know, it's not for me, and I don't necessarily think it's right. But no one should be able to tell you what you can't do. I go, well, that's all I'm saying. Like, no one's saying that you have to like agree with the pro- like whatever. Your religious things come involved, blah, blah blah blah. But once that right to privacy, um, kind of standard goes away, then there goes you know the right to gay marriage.
2: Well, t- goes, Tom, here's the
3: right to All right,
2: please. Well, so, so, sorry. He, he, <laughs> yes. No, no, no. It, 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 here's, what, here's what I found fascinating, <laughs> though,
3: mm-hmm.
2: is that obviously the Supreme Court interprets Constitution to uh, 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 amend law, right? That's, that, that's their job. But yeah. there is no right to privacy enshrined in the Constitution, which I find super fascinating as a person that values my privacy A lot, maybe more than me talking on podcasts all the time about my life would ever suggest. (laughs) I think that you're right to to privacy should be absolute. However, it is not guaranteed to you by the Constitution. Uh, My only take, and uh, I admit that this is, uh, for those of you that are stupid, this might be a hot one. Um, We are approaching a place where we do not value our own right to privacy at all. And Mm. when, and when I, when, whether we're talking about tech, whether we're talking about what, what a government has access to, et cetera, we're approaching a place where privacy is just not a, a premium for us. It's not a thing, or it's not a thing that we value. And I do not know if these two things are connected, but it's interesting to me that rights that are based on privacy are, are quickly eroding and, Uh, I think that even if you are not a person who is invested in abortion, let's say that you're a dude who never gets any ass and you just don't, it's not a thing for you. As Tom pointed out, this is still a privacy issue. So there are, there are different ways to approach this and still be mindful and still care. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it, it is a, in that respect i think it's more complex than a lot of uh activists a, a, a lot of on both sides are are willing to admit that this is uh, as tom said this this has a knockdown effect on a, on a lot of different parts of your life so worth considering
3: yeah i mean i think it's you know if you don't think they're going to go after gay marriage next you're out of your fucking mind i think the the right you know like due process in 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 the constitution kind of it's supposed to be like life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness or life, liberty and property. Mm -hmm. Liberty is fucking, you know, like that's, that's where like the right to privacy come, you know, is under. And I think, you know, they'll come, they'll come for that. They'll come for fucking loving versus Virginia. The right, you know, like the protection of like interracial marriage, like, right. There's nothing that these motherfuckers won't do to fuck with the non rich, white elite people. And, You know, if you get arrested for having an abortion, well, now you're a felon. Guess who can't fucking vote in a lot of places? Felons. Yeah. (laughs) And so, I mean, like, this is not a woman's problem. This is a fucking human being problem. And I think, you know, people were up in arms and, like, they're like, you know, it was great. They were, like, protesting outside of Kavanaugh's house. They're like, well, think about the neighbors. And the neighbor was like, motherfucker, I, I fucking I put this together.
1: Yeah, Like his neighbor
3: is like putting together like like, protests outside their house and stuff like that. And like it's a really, really, you know, scary proposition and how it will impact women and and mostly poor folks, mostly and most people, you know, people of color. And then once that goes through, like these fucking animals that are in the fucking, you know, these assholes in the Supreme Court and and, you know. The, the side that should be fighting against all this stuff is completely fucking useless. Yeah.
2: And well, okay. So, so, have, yes. So, Tom, please hammer some this some point some because... Sentence, it, yeah. Let, let Tom continue. No, <laughs> I... I but, but, th- but, th- but this is like this is like the underlying point for me. So, like, if you don't mind, go hard.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we... You know, everyone's like, you know, go out there and vote. I'm like, well, we did. And all these motherfuckers, like, from people that I actually liked, I liked Obama. I know he wasn't great, but like I liked him. They were like, this isn't really number one on my priority list, and they could have codified this, and it made a fucking rule, a law, and that would have been it, and they never did it, and all these motherfuckers hold this over our heads as, like, we have to vote for the left, because if we don't Mm -hmm. do that, then they're going to come for this. Well, they came for this, and all these motherfuckers did bupkis. Scattered like roaches. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. Biden's like, we better start, you know, it's up to you guys to vote. This is why it's
1: important to vote. (laughs) Pro-choice
3: people in the election. I'm like fuck all like they've let us down and and it's it's a it's a disgusting yes it's and they should be fucking ashamed of themselves and i used to be like ah, you should vote but now i get why people don't because you and what do they do it's they're just so and then you know even this morning they have like the fucking spokesperson being like there's ways to protest and like you know a supreme court judge should be able to do their job without fear and blah, blah, blah. i'm like fuck these people burn this whole goddamn country to the ground
2: and uh, well, <laughs> and <Breach. in> <laughs> so so uh what tom was saying is the, is really the issue for me um it, this is going to be the, the thing that democrats use to try to not be murdered in the uh uh midterms uh so for yeah, people that yeah. for, for, yes exactly right so pe- for people that don't know they don't give a shit about government let's try to make it fun uh mm. democrats democrats are looking at a a, a cataclysmic loss in the midterms. Yes. Everybody anticipates that that there is no hope for the Democrats, <laughs> and now here's the question. A, here's
1: the question, real quick. Why? Yes. Why? Uh, uh,
2: well, because they're being
1: perceived as ineffective and spineless. Uh, and spineless, and and not being able to get things done, even when they hold the White House.
2: When they hold the uh, levers of power, they don't pull them. And and that's and right. And so
1: now, what what's going on? <laughs> They're, they're thinking this one's going to be the the buckshot.
2: <laughs> well, as Tom said, they had the opportunity to codify this law. They the, and Biden actually said that he this was yeah in th- print. Th- yeah, yeah, said that I'm on it. Uh, they didn't do it, and now they're going to say, "But you got to vote for us because we'll get we will do it this time." And. Right. I think that for people that just read the headlines, for people that are, you know, kind of like low information voters, et cetera, and that's not a knock. Everybody's a low information something at some point. Sure. But if it, 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 for low information voters, they're going to see Democrat lawmakers say we have to protect Roe v. Wade, and they're not going to ask the critical question is, OK, y- sure. But why now? Why Why are you saying this now when you had an opportunity? It, it, this is like uh, somebody or yeah, somebody's engine yep. engine seizing and being like, "Damn, I guess I should have attended to that before my engine seized." Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, so it's
5: bullshit.
3: Yeah, and, I mean, and it's especially keep, like, it keeps them afraid. And especially
2: yes. the conversation
1: immediately following this being like, "Well, you got just, jeez, oh, what are we there, gonna bro. do? What are we gonna do? <laughs> you better go vote. What can yeah, I mean, possibly do?
2: It. Better go vote. It's, a k a. Yeah, go ahead, California Democrats." Oh God! Wow, guys, what are we gonna do? I don't know. You have a super majority; do anything you want.
3: <laughs> like, you know you can I mean? literally <laughs> do anything you want, you fucks. <laughs> well, like, and so, God. so, God. so yeah. the thing it's is, Joe Manchin's fault,
1: and and everybody was, you know, everybody was leaning. This is the part that I, I see really bright and like neon uh, billboard here. And ain't nobody felt good about what's happened over the last two years, really, in terms of. Okay. Democrats have power. Okay. What are they, what are they doing? What, what are we doing? Is there, what's going on? Okay. Are you, you're, you're fixing those things that Trump did? No, no, you're going to, that's going to stay. Oh, why, why, why? Oh, it's, uh, what, what is happening? This is breeding the apathy and distaste for the process that is a failure for the Democrats. But isn't that what they
3: all want? Don't they want us all to be apathetic, except for the few fucking psychos that will vote?
1: Well, for. well, it's a, it's a, it's a loss for the Democrats. It's a loss for the 100%. Republicans. There's a win for the Republicans because yes, they want the billionaires to vote for themselves, and that's it. You know, it's like right. Okay, they go, we, we want
3: got, this to happen, and then it happens. Yes, miracle. Right. Like they had, There are no position of power, and all no. this like.
1: So, so the question oh. for both of you guys, because uh, we're all. Um, yeah, I, I was taken aback. I, I, you know, and then Tom, you've alluded to it. These kind of like the um, slippery slope moves that could yeah. be happening as a result of this, and you know, you hear the rumblings of what states are saying on the more conservative side uh, as like the next steps, including stuff like banning IUDs,
3: yeah, and like <laughs> prophylactics only for married couples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like wha- what? Like but, um, yeah, like that, like what do you doing? if if that's not anti-woman.
2: See, but here's the thing. The, those those extremists uh, which is what they are, uh, because uh, poll-wise no Americans agree with that. Those extremists. Poll-wise
3: no people don't believe don't agree with this.
2: It's yeah, like 70-30. Yep. No, that's yep. true. But the problem with the problem with the interpreting constitution is that it's not There's supposed no. to matter. It's not supposed to matter. No, uh, so, no.
3: but, but party, but, but, they, they vote along party lines, but it's not supposed to be that way.
2: That's right. also true. So, so, but but the thing is that, uh, yeah, the, the the extremists are actually a gift to the Democrats who are going to use those like the the lawmakers that are saying things like, yeah, maybe we should only consider birth control for married. Yes, adults. they're using Democrats, that as the scare tactic. The, the Democrats that's are their, love it, love it. Yeah. Oh, we've got a loon. Okay, great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like right, so some places but, thinking about like charging people with murder right yeah, yeah. Louisiana
1: right um, murder. yo I we all see this we're all uh, varying levels of shocked and disgusted and surprised and what have you here's my question what's to be done what can somebody who's hearing this yeah I know what can someone who's hearing this I have do two suggestions. yes thank you
3: one, if you have the wherewithal and the money to do so, donate. It doesn't necessarily need to be Planned Parenthood. There's a, there, every state has like abortion access, like funds? There are going to be a lot of folks out there that are going to need to fucking get out of Texas or get out of Oklahoma or fucking Louisiana, or wherever, and get to a safe state where they can get the medical treatments that they are are should be afforded. So there's like funds that'll help with the travel expenses and medical expenses and everything. Seek those out. One thing that I was always thinking of hardcore's full of a lot of tough guys, right? Mm. For the most part. All- allegedly. You know? Even if you're not that tough. I read there was some comedian that posted on Twitter and I was like, That's a fucking brilliant idea, and I'm gonna steal it, and I wish I remembered his name. But he used to volunteer and stand outside Planned Parenthood. And like escort people, you know, women from their cars, from public transport, whatever, past all the fucking lunatics Mm. that are yelling and screaming at them. Meanwhile, they're coming to get a fucking pap smear and like, they're like, (laughs) you're a murderer. Like, fucking. Yeah,
1: some basic, some basic. Yeah, yes, right.
3: But if you have the time and you have the capability, maybe volunteer and like make sure those folks that are getting those services feel safe and feel fucking supported and protected.
2: So uh, that's a good suggestion. I don't think that there's uh, really, uh, you know, t- uh, Tom has given up on voting. I've, I gave up a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> I obviously still
3: I'll still vote probably because
2: <clears throat> yeah.
3: Ba- be- I mean, it's not much better, but it's still a little better.
2: No, for sure. I, I, I mean, yes, that that is how you allegedly make your voice heard in, the, in a democratic awful. system. But but w- what I'll say is, uh, I agree with Tom in the uh, direct action uh, sort of thing. But I I think that the this is my suggestion as a man in who is in a place that I'm not even in your country anymore. But mm. uh, if this is a thing that is important to you, still your and country, motherfucker. <laughs> if this is a thing that is important to you and guy, like uh, a french
3: guy i'm not in your country
2: <laughs> and you I'm see like Pat expat pat <laughs> and you see whatever. uh that you are in a state where the, the laws may change to something that uh doesn't suit you then i think tom is right you um, might be uh if if that if this is your if this is the thing you care about then i'm sure that there will be organizations that will be uh, transporting but people there are yeah. yeah
3: they definitely are already
2: so if this I'm in the direct action camp, if this is a thing that you value and I'm going to, I, I I don't, you know, we're not a very extreme podcast We're we're three guys that work for a living. Uh, you know, there's no, uh, we're not living in a squat. Uh, it's, you know, I I haven't had dreadlocks in weeks. And the thing is that, uh, we can still suggest there is direct action that doesn't involve burning anything down. You can still like do things that, directly yeah. impact people's lives yes that that are uh, where you put yourself at risk for arrest these that's this is what we call protest by the way everybody when you put yourself mm. at risk for arrest in in, in uh, running contrary to a law that you think is unjust we call that actual protest civil disobedience and there will be means for you to help people in that capacity and if this is an issue that you care about then I would like to You know, maybe live the courage of your convictions and and, and go do it. So that's that's all I got to say about that.
1: I think what both Patrick and Tom said uh, are great ideas and thoughts. Um, There's strength in numbers. If you and some friends want to volunteer time, there's a lot of ways you can do that. If you don't have friends or if you're just the solo kind of person, go volunteer your time. Look around. Um, I like Tom's idea a lot. Uh, I worked down the street in Cherry Hill, New Jersey from a Planned Parenthood, and there were protesters out there every single day, every day, harassing people who walked by. We would walk by three dudes walking to the Vietnamese spot two blocks down, and they'd start trying to talk to us. We're like, guys, what, what... (sighs) <sighs> wrong demographic what are you talking about um but basically the intimidation uh style is real but you know it, you don't have to be six four and full of muscles to uh go and volunteer to make people feel a little more comfortable that uh, a man down
3: under the fucking, did you make Australia?
1: Yes, job? it is correct. You're welcome.
3: Six foot four, full of muscles. Yes,
1: thank you. See, it ties <laughs> into Patty. You know that
3: was good. Um, Patrick like, I do nice. speak my language. Right you right now, I'm trying to connect table. with, the, my with language. Captain
1: Kangaroo over here. Um, but so there's that. I think there's a lot of organizations that need time um, in lots of different capacities that help with uh, providing reproductive care, and that's on a lot of levels. And, of course, that's that's for people with time. I, I will tell you this. If you don't have the time to spare, money is fine. Time is more valuable. Actually going and giving of yourself, do that. Uh, that's something I'm considering and looking into. So um, if people want to get in touch with me about opportunities locally, hit me up. Uh, otherwise, um, we'll talk about this more. It's a pretty big deal. It is shocking. Uh, this is a hardcore podcast. But uh, this is a pretty important one, and shout out to anybody who's ever had to go through these things and thinking about what it would be like if abortion was illegal, and that's crazy. So, (sighs) guys, big breaths. Do do you want to talk about loud music played at DIY venues?
2: Mm, Yeah, let's do that.
1: Maybe you some back to the eighties
3: when this wasn't even a problem. Um,
1: guys, it's time for another episode of Mosh Madness. Uh, let's ring it in, Patrick. You have
2: done your homework. I have. I was allotted enough time, so thank you.
3: <laughs> Sorry, you know, I didn't realize you were so busy. Like you know,
5: working.
3: <laughs> uh, you, like you, you didn't <laughs> have the same access to the internet that I did. You fucking <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tom, he's playing. You this is. Playlist. So this is really fun. My son is uh, he's in second grade, but they're starting to do group projects. And so that means I get to hear the like, yeah, you know, but this person, they didn't really do that much. And like, oh, yeah. Bad. Get used to that in life. But Pat it's is currently Pat. doing the group project thing. And it's like, but you didn't give me the copies of the stuff I needed. It's like, but you you had them in your book too. Oh, well, now I need some time to do it. Sorry. so. Mm. Well, uh, we're already, um, everybody, uh, today we are doing some 80s Mosh Madness. Um, the matchups are really fun to me. These two were, well, one I think is actually really fun. The other was, um, felt a little Fleetwood Mac to me, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, today's two matchups are Neurosis, Pain of Mind, going up against Youth of Today, Break Down the Walls. And on the other side, Adolescence, self titled, up against Wide Eye. Hold on. Up against Wide Eye Black Dust. Um, Any high level ideas about these four records? Four records all came out in the 80s. Uh, Pretty wide range of sound, I'd say.
3: Sure. Two ultimate, like two classic punk, you know, two classic '80s records. I would say out of the four.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I my take. Yep. Yep. Okay.
3: The third might be a a, 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 a classic to some folks, but I think that band went on to way greater things.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, I agree, greater things. However, I've got a lot to say about this record. I also. I also want to say I think that this is a fix. You two are, you two are in the bag for youth of today. I'm the only one seeing clearly today. I don't. Well, we're going to talk
1: about that then. <clears throat> I I think that I have some arguments uh, that will be that are some somewhat indisputable and some that uh, might be more open minded. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with Neurosis Youth of Today, or do we want to start Adolescence Wide Eye? I think we should start Adolescence Wide Eye, to be honest. Let's do it. Let's do it. Alright, so Adolescence Self-Titled released uh, also known as the Blue Album. This came out in April 1981. Yes, yeah, So remarkable. 41 years ago on Frontier Records, not Airlines. Um, much better record label than Airline. Yes. And um, is potentially one of the most recognizable punk record covers.
3: Yes. Absolutely. And shirt. Well, I mean yep. you can read the shirt. But I mean, I think
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like perfectly designed for that. Um
3: Which is should be annoying. Like I feel like for people that are like layout people, they're like, Why would you put it in the fucking why would you split the word?
1: So so it's one, it one of those smaller? things I like it. Oh yeah. But the more I look at it, the less I like it. Because
3: that's yeah, terrible.
1: <laughs> the when you look at the way the letters shape, it's odd. They don't add up. Well, and and so it's not even the way the, the space so the space between letters is you know, I'm not I'm not Jimmy graphic design. I don't have a graphic design degree or anything, but it's it's typically called kerning, is the space between letters, right? You can adjust that. I'm not even bothered by that. I'm bothered by the shape of the letters. So if you look at the E dash and then on the bottom, there's the S, the last S in adolescence. Yeah. And it kind of forms this angle and it really annoys me. And the other side, you get a little bit of that too. So the negative space is all off. Uh, yeah. It's, it's really Are we cool.
3: there, Is this hand done in 1981?
1: Um, it's, it's with, um,
3: or, or like the first type
1: set. It's type set, so
2: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> not a computer type set. No, um, it's it's it, it's
1: hand on t- type set. Which, uh, for reference, a lot of the early revelation stuff was done with hand uh, type set. Some some done professionally, like they had you know a guy to shop do it. But you can still go and get all that hand type set. They have it all there, and it's really impressive to see. But this this simple record cover probably took. Quite some time to put together uh, and figure. I, I think
2: out. it's. I think it's the colors. The colors are uh, like. I stared at it today and I felt like I was. <laughs> <laughs> felt like I was looking at a magic eye. It really fucking fucked me up. Um, yeah, it, it's it's ugly. Perfect is what it is. It's uh, it's iconic for a reason, uh, but it's also rough on the eyes.
1: Um, do you like this more than the Weezer blue record?
3: Yes. Mm, tied. Whoa, whoa! I like oh,
2: it so oh, much I, more than. the we were talking about home. the. Are we talking about the layout or the? No, we're music? talking about the
1: record, the music.
2: The music. Oh yeah, no, I, mean, I would. Okay, what okay. are we talking about? I like the sound of my oh. leg breaking more than. the fucking I was so oh, okay.
1: shocked. No. I thought it was. I thought you were saying I thought you ate this. The layout.
3: No, okay. If it's, just the layout. If it's music versus record. Like If it's a music versus yeah. music, I might have a different. I,
1: Oh, you're going to go the other way. Okay, interesting.
3: I do really like Weezer. I know I'm going to get thrown a no, hardcore no, no. Billy. First two no, records are great, no. man. I mean, but I mean, it, this is the number one skate punk record ever, right?
2: Uh, it's up well, there. It's, it's really it's, up it's, there. I just think that this is the most California thing any any of our listeners will ever listen to. <laughs> it's like I was listening to it. I was thinking it is so Cali. <laughs> Could exist. this exist anywhere else? No. I don't know. No, <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. There's So, okay,
1: let's talk about this. When you guys listen to this, uh, so when you went in to listen to this, I'm assuming that both of you had heard this record before. Yes. Um, I'm assuming that Tom, more familiar than Patrick perhaps, and Patrick, you haven't gone to it in a while, but you certainly know some of it. And if I was like, you'd say, yeah, I know like at least the, the hit songs off there. Um,
2: yeah, although although on listen, I was like, I don't recognize any of these fucking – like th- this is not oh, in my perv- – Yeah, this is not in my – Yeah, perv- I didn't think it was like, going to be like in your wheelhouse. At all. Uh, it's like one of those ones that you have to listen to because it's uh, it, an absolutely fundamental record. So you, you kind of uh, – it, it is put in your face as, oh, yeah, you got to give this a try. But I'll be honest. In whatever year when I was I, – I was not into this as a kid. Right and no. No, well, same.
1: Okay, I was, I was. Um, Tom, what are the hits off this record? If you had to pick, like the most popular songs off this record,
3: uh, probably. I mean, number one, Amoeba, mm-hmm. Kids of the Black Hole.
2: Yep, I'd you say know, those kid, are the kid, two. Kid, so I can't say that I knew, I did know Kids of the. I Black hate I maybe I hate children.
1: I hate children. Probably after that, then creatures. Amoeba's number one though. Amoeba's number one. Mostly due to, like, the Tony Don't Hawk, him. Grand Theft Auto.
6: Um,
1: so yeah. here, read this. Uh, the song Amoeba is featured in the video games Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, Grand Theft Auto 5, and Call of Duty's Black Ops Cold War 2020. What? Wow, Yeah, wild.
3: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, good, good on them. That's a good licensing agent. Wow. Um, yo, I think kids of the black hole was the one i i always thought that was the most popular but then the video games certainly made amoeba more popular um creatures was always super familiar on this listen and this is a record i like i haven't given it headphones listen in some years the a side of this record i think is almost flawless um Mm -hmm. and then the b side has its his has its has its ups um and i was really there's like probably a two or three song like it's a really, really good record. Um, if you are streaming this, when you get to the songs Welcome to Reality, Losing Battle, and Things Start Moving, those are actually a 7-inch that came somewhere else, I'm pretty sure. They're not a part of the original album. Those are the worst songs by far if you actually go through the whole thing.
3: Um, so if you cut out at Creatures, you'll be good.
1: Cut out at Creatures, and I think it's really good. because. And I was like, uh, uh, both so impressed at how much i really liked it it was like oh i don't just like this record for the hits and two that there were way more like that there was just like a better consistency throughout i was i was really impressed but i think the a side is really really strong
3: so was this release always known with those last three songs
1: no i don't think so because that's the seven inch that there's a bunch of like i know that the The welcomed reality seven and you would know it too. it's like used bin fodder everywhere um if you see another adolescence record, that's the one right it's just not right. it's just not close to as good you know
3: I didn't know if it was like compiled at such a time that it was like like if you weren't around in nineteen eighty two to buy the original I don't even know
1: I don't used. even know if those songs were on the vinyl I owned, which was certainly not like an original right, copy right. you know oh, okay. I mean? from, from the late late nineties probably um but regardless i think those songs are sure. so much weaker than the album um so yes 100% socal skate punk you get woes patrick are you offended by kind of the
2: the woe parts of it uh no uh so okay i hate children i think is the opener right and yep. i, I uh, listening to it i was like okay we're in for some goofy fun but i'm in the mood i'm i'm all right uh, but I'll,
3: you're in uh, Australia, you're pretty much in California.
2: It feels like California. Uh, it feels a little bit like the less affluent part of Orange County. Uh, yeah, sure. Australia is like California to California. So. It's true. Uh, I think that there is such good playing on this record that yeah. I was won over. So let me say this. This is not how <laughs> – I think it was intended to be listened to. I'm sure it, this was listened to on cassette for the majority of its life. But if you put a decent pair of headphones on and listen to kids in black hole, you are going to hear things that you will not hear through yes. your shitty laptop speakers. Yes. And you will enjoy it so much fucking more. I, I don't want to sound like a fucking old Herb. I know this is punk music and it really, it's supposed to be like, Oh, let's play it loud through a bad equipment. No, this record, you could really fucking enjoy on good headphones. I, I loved this way more than I thought midway through the record. I thought uh, I, when it started, I said, okay, I'm in the mood for some goof. It Mm -hmm. really, it really goes someplace. I think that this is, I mean, obviously many of our listeners are going to say this is an all time record. I'm going to say that this is a, a, a really better record than people that don't like this style would... If you don't like this style, do me the kindness to listen into this with some headphones on and actually listen to the playing. I think yes. you're going to be impressed. There's some
1: good songwriting and some good playing. Really good songwriting, really good playing. Uh, Kids of Black Hole is my favorite song on here, mostly for some of the tempo change stuff and what they do in yeah, it's that it's just clever. Song really a fun listen um this record deserves headphone listen when mostly like to be real this is like this is a record i've thrown on 100 times in a warehouse doing work or right. cleaning my garage or doing something outside it's fun fun listen for that when you say you you were like kind of ready for the goof way less goofy than you would think with a record that starts with a song called I Hate Children, right?
2: Yes, it it becomes more serious, which is weird.
1: It well, yeah, right, there's a little bit of darkness here. So a couple things I think are worth pointing out. One it's 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 got it's punk, but there's <sighs> with California punk. Um, you know, there's a few names, you know, you Circle Jerks, Black Flag, Dead Kennedys. Uh, a few uh, Adolescence deserves mention with those bands. What I like about Adolescence is they don't, they're not trying to sound like any of those bands. And one of my favorite parts is they're doing a melody, like a melodic thing, but it still comes off aggressive and the drums aren't pulling. Like there are elements here where they could have done like, like Dead Kennedys where they get kind of to these surf elements. There's none of that on this adolescence record. It's fast. It's driving. They're pulling off some interesting rock elements, but I think they might also be like, I'm not saying they're looking at some of the UK post-punk as an influence, but I also think some of that is in the DNA. Uh, um, without Walt, question. Trying to, be, like, trying to do a golden voice version of that,
3: you know? Yeah, I think like surf fucking guitar always finds its way into that sort of shit too.
1: Yeah, some for sure. Uh, I think they rip a lot harder than any of the like alternative tentacle stuff. I think they share a label with circle jerks, but these bands don't sound alike, you know. Uh, oh. Can you slam to this music?
2: Yeah, but it's not. it's not like a – you can't donkey kick somebody to this music, but you can slam <laughs> to this music for sure.
1: <laughs> what's the right venue to listen to this record? Like, what's the best way
2: to listen to this or, or like, appropriate?
3: Bonfire on the Beach.
2: That's a good okay. one. Okay. I, yeah. I, I mean, here's, so, uh, for our Australian listeners, here's some uh, uh, constructive criticism and compliment. Uh, so, I uh, uh, my impression of Australia coming in was, Oh, this is, this is a nanny state people uh, here. <laughs> people, people here uh, need to be told what to do. They enjoy authority in the way like tech, like Texas has this bizarre relationship with authority, right? We can acknowledge that where they pr- purport to be really free, but they also love law enforcement and love to be told what to do. It's bizarre. Mm. I, th- subs. I thought that, that- yeah. Yeah, they are subs. <laughs> you're right. So I thought that that's what, I thought that that's what Australia was on, but being here for a couple of weeks, they they you're on your own when it comes to injury. I don't mean that they don't take care of you at the hospital; they do. What I mean is, I watched kids on scooters drop into a bowl that was the deepest I've ever seen. Like they they're just like, oh yeah, your kids can unsupervised uh, fall off of very tall things. They they just got to learn, and <laughs> I think that there's something to that. Right. That I was not ready I mean, for. America in the eighties. Yeah, that's it. Tom. Like it was people, like lawless. If people were smoking here, that's what it would feel like. Because
3: I feel like I've done some shit that I'm like, "Oh, this is 100% illegal." And they didn't stop me. They're like, "He'll hurt himself and he'll learn not to do that anymore."
2: Yes, that's <laughs> how it feels. Yeah. Uh so at any rate, those that deep bowl that I saw the other day with uh you know, like 7-year-olds doing tricks that I I'm not familiar with on scooters. Uh that's where you listen to this you you put it on a on a boombox and that's where you listen to this
3: yeah could,
2: could a Tom, could a young person
1: can does this feel vital like is this does this feel timeless or does this feel like something that someone now would be like uh that's some shit that my grandpa listens to
3: i don't know if i'd say it would be vital but i feel like it's kind of time. like it doesn't feel as it feels less decrepit than some like late '90s hardcore.
2: Yeah, yeah that's true. I think you it know has, what I
3: mean. It might not feel like, oh, this is fucking some new shit, but I don't no. think it sounds nearly as as aged as some mosh band from like 1998.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, you know I, I, mean? I think you're. I think you're being dead on. I think there's an energy in the music, in the songwriting, um, efficient. So. <clears throat> Indie, some like, punk oh.
3: misses that with, mi- 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 I miss some punk with that.
1: Yeah, and oh, I think yo, so,
3: some of the stuff that we'll talk about. It's like there's no, there's no fucking energy to this. It's fast, right? But it's, it's not fast, energetic. So
1: it's it's or it's like hard, but it's not energetic. This would be to me like if a kid was like, "Oh, I really love Angel Dust and Turnstile. Are there other? Are there old punk bands I should listen to?" Yes. Weird thing to yeah. say. I could point them at this record and feel relatively comfortable, like, especially yeah. on the Angel Dust side. Fuck yeah. Kids of the Black Hole clocks in at 526. It's got a different thing, but I think it's got movements. Here's the track listings. one Lengths, 144, 122, 206, 146, 47. Two minutes, 302, 105, 210,
2: 207, 229, 157. Awesome. I'm going to say what I always say. When it's if you love ceremony, you have to do yourself the favor of doing the California thing because c- ceremony more than most bands that I can think of mm, yeah, really celebrates regionalness in their sound. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, oh yeah. And, I, and in a way that's not like they don't hang a lamp on every fucking riff saying, oh, this is, you know, we stole this from the here or there or, th- or whatever. They just go, yeah, this is part of the thing. I, I know that I, I like slurp on ceremony pretty hard for a guy that like, I only need two ceremony records. That's just me being honest. Mm-hmm. But like, yo, they, they're exceptional at weaving their influences into the actual music. Not the way that things right, look. Tastefully. Yeah. Not, not the it's not about the, the, like, cause there's a lot of bands that say, we love this. Look at our album cover. That's yep. not what they do. <laughs> they, it's yeah. actually in the music and there is some adolescence in ceremony. Particularly, yeah, that, I think so too. Yeah, that that uh, Rohnert park, in, park into Zoo that that whole yep. and that I, era th- for you're, sure. You're going to hear it. So uh, I would uh, f- for anybody that loves that era, and I know there's so many of uh, of them in our listenership. If this is not part of your diet, you should check it out at least.
6: Give
3: it a fair shot. Yeah, I think that's definitely you.
2: 100. I I think this record <clears throat> ages really
1: well. And feels fresh enough. And, and like like I said, you go through this, it's not a long record. It's 28 minutes, maybe not even that. I think if you take off the bonus tracks, it's, it's a quick listen overall. And uh, I don't know. It, I think it would pull in most hardcore kids um, who aren't familiar with it, which is a crazy thing to say because this is a widely visible record from the early era this was like starter kit punk starting in the mid eighties. Like everybody had this or knew, or this was available. But I think over time, that might be a reason why people have, will, will maybe glaze over it. Cause yeah. it's so, so readily available.
3: Okay. Round
0: two, name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
0: Ah, Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: So, all right. Okay. L- anything else on this record before we talk about Wide Eye?
2: No. Uh, No.
1: Wide Eye Black Dust. Um, let's talk about this. This record is on here mostly because, Patrick, you prescribed a pretty f- strong amount of interest in this record. Upon my listens... <laughs> um, I found myself asking if this is the record you meant, or if you really liked their EP, A Place in the Sun. A Place in the Sun. So-
2: no, it's this record, and I can talk it's about this record. this record for a long time. <laughs> I okay. will not no, listen to it. Uh, yep.
3: but <laughs> no, listening to it, I realize why Pat likes it.
1: I have feelings on that too. Let me get into the uh, the tale of the tape. Black Dust, released by Wide Eye in nineteen eighty five, Philadelphia hardcore punk band. The A Place in the Sun seven inch came out in eighty three. Widely heralded as one of the better seven inches of the early eighties, um, I think it's a really really good record. Probably the best hardcore punk seven inch from Philly in the eighties. Um, but Black Dust comes out in eighty five. And has a little bit more, uh, a little different sound. So, why don't we talk about it? Tom, was this your first time listening? Yes. This is my first time listening to the entire thing, and I came out of it in a really different place than I went thought of it from prior. First thing yep. first, yeah. did you like this record? Me? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, I'll say it was me. fine. I won't listen I, to it again.
1: I thought it started with a lot of promise, but by track five, I was
2: like, "Oh, no,
3: <laughs> well." Just, I don't know if the that was one bands don't need LPs.
2: If if, if track five is the one I'm thinking of, a lot of people I think probably drop off there. B- Bloodletting, <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's
3: five and a half hours, five and a half minutes. Uh, so, hey, Pat, you know why you like this band? Tell me. Because it sounds like fucking Yuppaside.
2: Yeah, you know what this record Ooh, does. This interesting. Record does. Is, this not, vocally, is this vocally? It sounds proto- like Yuppaside
3: turn down like like a 45 a yuppyside 45 played at
2: 33.
3: Mm-hmm. And the music is quirky enough that it sounds kind of like yuppyside and I think that's why Pat likes it.
2: Okay,
1: Tom, uh, I thought okay, I thought it was leaning into Pat's noise rock
2: interests. Well, for, I mean both because the bass on this does not sound like a bass on any level. Uh no. And- It's. I don't know what was going on. It's overblown in a way that is barely. It's. It's not. Sounds
1: more like a chainsaw than a bass.
2: Yes, and I thought that that was such a fucking interesting choice for people. That I would. I mean, a place in the sun is just kind of like ripping hardcore. They clearly know that a bass doesn't have to sound like this. Is intentional, right? And and it's yes. It's they go sludgy before that was an idea before that was an idea
1: by the way so 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 we should talk about that though this is in an early era where we're starting to see some first wave bands mess around and start doing some sludgy stuff and by first wave i mean first wave punk and hardcore bands who are starting to do different things um i cite this this is a great example some of the like new jersey bands like some of the mother records bands start doing this weird sludgy dirgy metal stuff um and it's almost like is this intentionally the sound they're going for Why die? it feels undeniable because they're clearly talented musicians and the sound like you couldn't achieve this sound if they weren't and then but with other bands you're like wait are you just trying to play something slow and you're not particularly good, so it's and the production's terrible, so it's really muddy and seems seems intentional, even if it
3: isn't. Or are they all going for a black flag?
2: No, no, no. I, I actually can answer this. Like so it's weird. Sat, so, so Tom, that's that's the poll that I think a lot of people would go to. I no echo. Shout out to no echo yep. and the uh, Anthony Allen uh, uh, Begnal uh, from 2020 did an interview with neil perry that's the singer for this band who occasionally goes goes by uh, jackal sex zombie um jackal is that the guy from journey so so listen no (laughs) not the same guy listen this interview i direct everyone to it i'm not i'm gonna read a couple lines but i'm not gonna steal all the thunder because this is one of my favorite interviews ever it's so bad that it's it's perfect. It's like, it's, this is, I don't know if this, if Neil Perry is doing a bit here or if this is, he's just an odd guy. He answers uh, everything. The he answers everything in single lines. <laughs> so like they'll say, are you a Philadelphia native? He'll go like his answer. Like, like yes. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't answer. <laughs> They go, Okay. Hold on. Uh, what do you remember about recording a place in the sun? Seven inch. I can't remember much about it. It was fun. <laughs>
1: This wow. dude well, they didn't point. tell you is this was a text interview and the dude was kind of busy.
2: <laughs> so I love it. So it was
3: like an is worst nightmare.
2: Uh, yeah, when, without, without question. Uh, shout out to, uh, to Anthony here who did the interview because this, this is like he made it rough. But uh, there is occasional. Yeah, okay. Like, listen to this. Why did I got to open the first uh, ever Sam Hain show at the Rock Hotel in New York? How'd that happen? Glenn saw Glenn saw us at the great Gildersleeves show in New York in 1983 and liked us I was a fiend club member I used to write him letters we stayed in contact and he asked us to open for his new band Sam Hain and then the interviewer says that was also the show where you guys Oh, was that the show where you guys opened for minor threat talking about the uh, great Gildersleeves yeah great Gildersleeves I remember Henry Rollins and Jack from TSOL were also there this is this is Neil's response yes that show (laughs) Just I just love it. Right, you play with minor
3: threat, and all you could do is go, "Yep,
2: that was it." (laughs) Yes, that's that's the one. But here's but here's where it's all very germane to what we're talking about. Uh, So, did you guys check the uh, the the layout for this record? Yes. Okay. So, Tom, they go from looking like, um, uh, you know. Uh, f- a fucking Punkers. minor threat. Yeah, they, yeah. They
3: you could, get Pat an extra week, and he's looking into like the insides no, I of know, a record. I
1: know. No, well, um, last week you did listen to the songs. They look like uh, a mix of thrash
2: metal and glam glam rockers. You know, like y- yes, that's exactly right. And they they have uh, fucking Rollins. Of, they have kind of offensive names that we, we I cannot repeat. We can't say uh, so
1: much here. Yeah.
2: Uh, oh so, yeah, definitely not that one. <laughs> But here's the, here's in the interview, clearly the band fairly drastically changed up your image on the black dust album. What's the story with that? How did that go over with people at Philly at the time? Here's the response that I think sums up this record. And it, like, if you look at the layout and everything about it is fucking great. We got into wasp and more metal stuff and we're smoking angel dust.
1: <laughs> yep. There
3: you go.
2: So, Say no more. so here's, here's my thing. The first song
1: on this record, Not Without a Fight, sounds like if John Brannan was like, ah, let me take a pause between Negative Approach and Laughing Hyena and Easy Action, all that stuff. But I really like what this band Poison Idea is doing. But I want to do a little, let me give it a little more metal and be a little, little grittier. That's what I think this record starts out with. And you. there's elements of that. Like there's some Midwest hardcore in the dna but it's it's being beaten out with metal leads there's a lot of rock in the uh guitars and there's there's riffs there's good riffs all over this record the song lengths are killer i think it's intentional but i don't think it's very pleasing um especially when compared to the ep which i think is like just great this is though if you're into sludge metal, it's not doom, it's not heavy enough, it's way dirtier. If you're looking for a weird metal record to listen to, this one's pretty good. And there's a couple really cool songs. I, I think I think the first song on this record is so strong yeah, that it, it got my it got my hopes up because I was like, "Oh shit, that's right. I kind of like this record." Uh and then I remembered that there was a reason I hadn't listened to it for a very long time. Um, and,
2: and there's a yeah, it, it's maybe it doesn't live up to its promise, but if you if you're into, I would say if you like laughing hyenas, you can also do this. One hundred percent. I think I think if you like
1: laughing hyenas, if you like early eighties punk, but also like amrap, and are okay with weird noise stuff, you could really check this out and find some stuff you would enjoy. Um, it does make sense that they were getting heavy into metal Uh, and dust (laughs) dust. but like like tom if you haven't sat with place in the sun in a while or ever it's classic like it's it is like philly should actually be proud of that and it's a little bit of a shame that it's not like a it uh, never gets brought up no No. it should be more of a mile marker because it it hints at stuff at like dc and discordy stuff it hints at midwest stuff but it's neither it's it's in this weird netherland in between that i think is really good fast pushing but has a different kind of placement it's it's great and it's uh the, the song mad at the world i think is and mad at the world and then out for blood are my two favorites on that record I, I think it's really good and listening to black dust made me go all right all right all right let me cleanse my palate and listen to place in the sun i felt better about it um yeah, I, I don't have too much else on this one, but other than to say that the song "Not Without a Fight" is awesome, um and then from that there, it kind of it, it wasn't for me. Who who for a modern hardcore punk oh. metal listener? What bands would you say like? Hey, if you like this, go check this out.
2: Is there anything? <clears throat> Um, no, because uh, I could see this being like for like fans of like clock, clock cleaner or something like that, but that's not like a kid anymore.
1: Oh, um, who's, who, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That era, like, um, okay. Uh, if you, uh, squirm, if you like oh, the band yeah. squirm, give this a shot.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you and like if you very like
1: very noisy hardcore, give this a right. shot.
2: Yeah. And if you like, it's, it's going to be a bit challenging, but it's not, uh it's a it's uh, to me it was a it's a nice break from kind of fast some of the faster stuff that we listen to so
1: there's the the the, my biggest problem is that the songs seem long there are songs there though i think (laughs) there's someone who i could see being into this more than me for sure who is into more of a repetitious thing um there you go so for sure um Guys, Tom, between the Adolescent Self-Titled Record and Wide Eye Black Dust, which would you pick?
3: I would choose the Adolescents Record.
1: Patrick, same question.
2: I think I got to go the Adolescents Record, although I... Don't feel peer pressure. No, no, no. The reason I feel like I got to go with it is just because it's as yeah, it's
1: just it's just better
2: <laughs> it's, well it's just i better. mean it is it it's is just, just better, better. yeah th- that would be the way to put it like i'm more in the mood for the why die record right now but the adolescence record is just better
1: yeah i, I am i'm am in the same space uh, everybody should listen to the why die I place in the sun ep and then the first song off uh, black dust but guess what it doesn't really matter what we think of these two records you are the decider we'll post this up on our twitter and Instagram and uh listen to the records first. We'll post them up on our social media for you guys to listen to. Uh listen to it and enjoy and uh think about it. All right, guys. Um the second half of today's matchups. Neurosis pain of mind. Second I- half. I know, I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, we talked an hour about fucking why die. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs>
1: Neurosis, pain of mind, and youth of today break down the walls. Uh, Listen to
3: through Silver and Blood. See you later. No, <laughs> sorry.
1: Yeah. Yo, ready? Yes. This is my second favorite. go to Neurosis. It? No, uh, Souls at Zero is my go to. Oh, um, wow. Okay. This is my second favorite, but I've been told I really need to go back to Ward Law and give that more of a shot, um, which has been a long time. So I'm going to I'm going to do this that. And
3: it's been around for so long.
1: So long. So Pain of Mind released in 1987 on Alchemy uh, and then immediately, you know, 2 years later re-released on Alternative, Alternative. Tentacles. Yeah. Um uh, this is prior to Neurosis being a Lookout Records band. So that's interesting. <laughs> so, weird.
3: <laughs> so weird. So weird. So weird because you'll see like old flyers of like Green Day and Neurosis. I'm like what <laughs> the fuck at like Gilman Street.
1: All right. Um, were either of you familiar with this record at all prior to this listen? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was too. When is the last time you sat with this and gave it headphones? Listen. Long time. Well, no, that's very not true.
2: Time. Maybe maybe two years.
1: A very long time 10. for me too. Um, and and you know and to be honest, I never listened to it in this way. I've done a lot of car listens. Yo, I can't believe how good this record is. (laughs) It's awesome. I also can't believe how hardcore it is. I think this is straight up like you know, punk, hardcore band. This is like this could be like Tom I think you could take most songs off this and put them on the New Breed comp or the Where the Wild Things Are comp and it just like, oh, who's this band? That's cool. You know what I mean? Like Oh, for sure. They're hard enough. There's a little bit of a metal edge. Like the separation between like the metal punk. And it's not metal. This is punk hardcore. No. Yeah. But there's little metal twinges here and there. And like New York hardcore of the time is so minor. Like this would fit better on where the wild things are or the new breed comp than Nausea fits on the way it is comp.
2: Yes. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. So I was in the right state of mind for this. Uh, shout out to the YouTubers that are constantly posting uh, uh, records, right? So like Sweet Baby Jesus or uh, No Deal. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Th- th- yep. th- this is a more effective algorithm than anything on uh, uh, Spotify for me because hmm. it's just a guy digitizing everything or whatever, you know, and just saying... Yeah, uh, and, and uh, I think it was No Deal. Uh, YouTube put up uh, uh, the Tower Seven uh, record from a couple of years ago, and I That's, just gave no
1: it- this year. It's
2: brand new. Oh, is that is, okay? So I gave it a click and uh, really enjoyed it, and then that took me down to Warthog because there's a new Warthog mm-hmm. record. So like I, I went. I'm oh. in this. I'm It's it's really good. It's, really good. it's I was, oh I was, man, I didn't really know what to expect. I Nobody like,
1: talks oh, about them and in, in in the more like well, let me be clear. They they sold out Bowery right <laughs> like so yes. so somebody's talking chisel. about them. Yeah, um, uh, one of the best hardcore bands going, and they're from New York, and somehow uh, they don't get talked about more. We should we should it, probably. I
3: think that's also my choice.
1: Uh, Agree. They, they play some in a slightly. A they themselves in a different lane, and good on yeah. them because cool. their right. own in it.
2: I love it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. For everybody that doesn't know Warthog, uh, just imagine some of the best hardcore you've heard, but from guys in leather jackets. That's it. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Just re- it's, it's just really, it's just really good. Hardcore.
3: looking hardcore you've ever heard.
2: Yeah. 100%. It's just really good hardcore. Uh, so uh, all this is to say, I was in the state of mind for this, and <clears throat> when this came on, I was immediately excited. I think "Pain of Mind" is an awesome track. I I was yep. psyched on this. My but here's my observations though. Whereas you think it's a very hardcore record, I think that the uh, the, the influences that they're bringing in are so all over the map on this record that it's, it's actually for people that like the more focused neurosis that they would become. This probably sounds schizophrenic because th- there's death sure. rock par- parts on
5: this. Yep. You know what yes, I mean? There are. The, the,
2: and, and I think that I'm with you. I think that this is a very good record. The only knock I would put against it. You, so you could, the only knock I would put against it is that there's multiple three minute songs, but yep. the, uh if you are into any type of crust, literally any, yes, <laughs> this is go so if you like the pure basement stuff to what we called stadium crust of however yep. many years ago. Yes, yes, yes. And if you like if you like the European stuff, all of that is done well here. Uh and this is a really, really strong record. Uh I
1: would say this is a record <laughs> that does exactly that it is also the ultimate gateway to crust record. I think
2: oh, if right. someone
1: is into hardcore and maybe, maybe they can mess with some of the more the current stuff or, or mess with like the, uh, you know, the more metallic and then some crust. If you're looking for an entryway into crust at large, And that could separate, you could go into the more D beat stuff, go to the, you know, the more, the, the really dark, slow, like the classic amoebics type stuff. You're going to the stadium cross. This record is awesome, especially coming from a hardcore platform. And I don't mean just fast. I think you could go from the closed caskets catalog to this easier than many records. Because there's just some hints of metal song structures, some leads, a little like a little touch of crossover without being metal. And it's really cool how they do that. You hear some seedlings for what they become as neurosis years later, you know? Um, and, and I, from, from talking about this with friends, word is law. You start to see that much, much more souls at zero. I, I think they're definitely starting to lean that way, but I like that record c- just because it's a very weird record. Um, but I think this is the ultimate entry way to crust and punk music because it's pretty hardcore to me. I think it's really impressive how well they do it. My my comment might be that it could be seen as being a little long. But I was 10 12 tracks deep. The song Ingrown at track 10 is awesome. The song Domino's Fall is awesome. Like there's great r- songs all over this record and I actually think it's low rated in terms of 80s hardcore.
2: Yeah, oh I agree with that.
1: I also thought It's going up against what I think most people would agree are quite um, uh, quite an energetic record. This doesn't pale in comparison in terms of energy. There's a lot of energy off this record, especially in the first track. Pain of Mind opens, and this record is like, yo, like, this isn't Discharge. I love Discharge. But in terms of like the punk side of hardcore, and especially US bands, to me, I'd go with this and then maybe the Final Conflict LP. You know, and there's probably a few others, but those those two are really high. Like Ashes to Ashes, I think that and Pain of Mind are, are so good. And up until this listen, I probably would put Ashes to Ashes above it. Oh, and the Conflict record. <laughs> we, we, we need to not uh, low rate that. Um, sure. I'm sorry, not Conflict. The, the Crucifix LP. The Crucifix LP deserves a lot more attention, and we got a little bit of that in our first round. Uh, this record's right up there with those records, in my
2: opinion. All right. I'm, uh, I'm in the pocket for this one. I don't need to say anything more because uh, it's gonna, all going to come out in the wash when we start talking about the other record.
1: Now, Tom, Tom, (laughs) you're more of a fan of neurosis as they move forward, correct?
3: Yeah, I mean, I kind of uh, heard them starting at their silver and blood. Okay, yep. Like, so, uh, you know.
1: Yes, you you have a a neurosis. You see that,
3: you're like, what the fuck is this? So, like, going back, like, oh, this is fucking cool. That is a great punk record, and all those, the the pre silver you know records are yeah. great punk records but like i got into such a weird weird place that like these sound quaint compared to like what they ended up doing
1: well so that is my one question is that do you think okay so so do you think a full of hell fan do you think they could listen to this record and enjoy it or do you think they'd feel it's quaint
3: I think they might be able to get it, or like a no moss fan. I mean, I think yeah, so.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think because it's tough. But I think tough, but I think, I think so. it's yeah. energetic and it's kind of got some harder edges. Whereas, uh, I think Neurosis doesn't. They get a lot of credit for a lot. <laughs> you know, like please, like everybody. I think they're nodded at quite often. Souls at zero. Word is long through silver and blood. Pain of Mind, these are all grace, yeah. Yeah, radically different sounds and pretty daring. Um, and they seem adept as they grow. And also, I want to say, their evolution as a band, if you were to actually do the discography listen, I don't think it would feel disjointed, which is a weird thing to say. Because if you go from Pain of Mind uh, through... I think there's kind of a through line. You can go, oh yeah, I can see this. It's never like a like, oh, and then there's that weird rap metal record, and then they went back to the heavy stuff. You know, it all kind of flows into it into uh, the same basin, if it, if you will.
3: Oh, for sure, you can definitely see the through line. But I think like like they became a band that like changed heavy music. Yeah. Oh yes. Wow. Right. I mean, and this may have changed. It might have changed crust and and more like kind of anarcho punk you know what I mean, more yeah. than I may give it credit for, but I think like through silver and blood changed like converge doesn't sound like they sound like right now without those dudes.
1: you're not wrong, no that's yeah. that's very true, um and a lot of bands don't right like there's especially and I mean not to low rate it, I think neurosis's impact on heavy music is more profound in Europe than it is in the states. Huh. that may be yeah. just thinking about some of those big festivals and how it's like wow like many of these bands seem like if not no that many of these bands seem like direct descendants of Neurosis um, and in their iteration so alright alright um, that's Neurosis Pain of Mind um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Youth of this this band from Connecticut Youth of Today Break Down the Walls
3: Turbo Jugend, yes.
1: User <laughs> Today, down the Walls, released in 1987, 88, 88, um, on Wishing Well Records. Wait, this is saying 80. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. The original copies of this were released. Was this really released in 86? Wow.
3: That's, so I always think of this as the third record, and it's not the second record so this because it sounds so much better than the other two i feel like this should have been like the third of the trio
1: i'm losing major points for having this the, my date wrong on this record um
2: <laughs> for this worth? record I, I could not care less i <laughs> what, no, i know but
1: but in my head it's it's they're saying 86 i guess it could be 86 but that feels wrong wait um, what do you okay think I think it's eighty-seven, but um, I'm going to no. look at this. Anyways, um, while while my brain deteriorates here, uh, Tom, you think this is is this the best sounding break uh, Youth of Today record to you?
3: Um, other than like the the last evidence, yes.
1: Okay, Patrick, what's your opinion on that?
2: Uh, I mean, I was also in the right state of mind for this, so I'm going to wow. say a lot of. I mean. Look,
1: so break co- down the walls did come out in eighty six and then was re released on Rev in eighty eight. That that's what that's what I'm crossing. Oh, okay, so yes, okay.
3: And eighty six was wishing well,
1: yes. Which, by the way, uh, means it was released the same year as Age of Quarrel. Goddamn!
2: <laughs> right, wild. So, anyways, continue. Um. So, uh, I, th- the other day we talked about. Uh, Tom, Tom's saying, just go listen to Agnostic Front, right? <laughs> Which mm, I thought was a very yep. funny thing. And I had been listening to Cause for Alarm uh, recently, but I realized I haven't listened to Liberty and Justice for All for, I, don't, I, I could not even Long remember. Long time? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even remember. And uh, so I went and listened to it this week on um, Tom's uh, suggestion. And yes. uh, I, I think Roger sounds almost as weird as Ray. And I was in like a state of mind where I was completely available to raise vocals because I had been primed by, by Roger. So like, yep. that, I I'm, mean that, that tracks. Uh, and as a result, I kind of raise ridiculousness, which is kind of a turnoff for a lot of people. And depending on my mood can be a bit much for me. Uh, I was, I was ready. And I think I had the same same approach that I do every time I hear Youth of Today in a in a way that when I'm in the right mood, which is very high
1: energy. <laughs> so I have I have a couple theses to to bring a little bit of a different energy to our Youth of Today conversation today because we've talked about it a little bit. I think I talk about it a lot. So we'll. Can you think either of you of a singer, hardcore vocalist, who sounds? as confident as Ray Capo does on this record.
2: No, you got to be pretty confident.
3: He's making some choices here. You got to be pretty uh, pretty confident in your style.
1: And he just sounds like he is 200% sure.
3: That Not this just is about what he's saying, right?
1: But, but the way he's but saying but it, inflation. and this is it. Every, every, yes. And that is something I don't think this dude gets credit for, and he should. He's all in. He's all in, and and
3: He's never half stepped a day in his life. Except for the straight edge, but whatever. It's <laughs> all I'm sorry, Billy. Like.
1: Yo, it's 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 one of the biggest. Uh, it, it's it's I because I, I thought about it and whose vocals do I like more, Ray's or Rogers? I don't know. They're they're both really unique. I, I don't even. I've never even thought about it before. I said that right now. Ray and it's not like Roger isn't like uh, supremely capable and I actually really like some of the things that he does in this natural way when his when Roger's vocal starts going like like the thing that people that eventually evolves into uh Rick Rick the Life yeah Yeah. but when Roger does it especially on like cause for alarm I'm I I love it I think it's got so much personality
3: there were very few hardcore singers that were any cooler than Roger in like the late early, late eighties, early nineties.
1: Sure, sure. Well, and the I fucking
3: I- the the fucked up Bad Religion fucking shirt yeah. and the fucking pinned together shorts, like or a fucking him in a fucking in a slapshot shirt. It's like. Very few things are as cool as that fucking dude's look right
1: there. And here comes this punk kid from Connecticut who grew up going to agnostic front shows in the city, who shows up wearing wacky like Adidas pants and is like, Oh, I am gonna I'm I believe in myself just as much as this dude. I, I think I can do this as well as anyone on the planet. Sure. And I'm, and I'm I gonna
3: think rap over a drumbeat.
1: Yo So so um there's a lot of talk. My second thesis here, uh, a lot of talk between what's a better Youth of Today record, Break Down the Walls, or We're Not This Alone. And that's, it's tough. We, we talked about a little bit when we were talking about splitting these records and because we only chose one record per band, et cetera, et cetera. This is the culmination of Youth of Today up to this point, right? Like, um, We're Not This Alone isn't a reunion record, by definition but kind of it is because they sort of broke up before they did the record they were in kind of a stasis they weren't all together ray had gotten very heavily involved in krishna at that point and that's where you know even going back to the um all ages revelation book there's a lot of conversation about that where it's like yeah like we didn't know what he was going to do when he came into the studio. Was he still going to like growl? Was he still going to go off? Was he still going to sound like Ray of Today? You know, because you can yep. hear like some of these European tour stuff where it's like Ray's singing Youth of Today songs, but he's not—he's not growling. He's not you know ripping through it. It sounds more like Ray from Shelter singing Youth of Today songs, uh, for better or for worse. This is the culmination of all the Youth of Today songs that they did from you know their inception to this point. And I think that makes this the definitive, like, this is the Youth of Today record. We're Not As Alone. It's its own document, and I love it. I probably like it more than Break Down the Walls, but then when I listen to them back to get back, I'm like, damn. These versions are so definitive of all these songs, too. Like, more than half these songs, no, not more. A lot of these songs are on Can't Close My Eyes, the first seven inch that became a twelve inch um, by what Youth of Today. These versions are just better. The recording's cool. You mentioned it, Tom. Is this this is production wise? Like somehow Youth of Today never got a great recording, but this is as close as they got.
3: Yeah, I mean and it's funny, like I just pulled up like discography. It's like has any band had as many iconic covers? That were all completely different looking.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Than them like even the with It on this alone fucking covers awesome.
1: It's really cool. I know <laughs> when. So uh, we've talked about it a little bit when when Rev did the reissues in the late nineties, they redid the covers. Um, and uh, there's a reason they went back to the original covers. We'll
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say per, in my own personal um, life, my hardcore life, I would I would put. Break down the walls up there is like probably like my ten like top ten favorite hardcore song. Yeah, like full stop, hundred percent. Wow, I feel like that's their best song. Like okay, when that, wait, like yeah, what happened?
1: No, no, I'm just putting that. W- say that again. Your favorite, your, f- your top ten favorite songs is is break down the walls. Break down the walls. The
3: song. Yeah, I feel like that's one of my top favorite hardcore songs ever. Like in the top it's ten really of my all time favorite one. hardcore songs.
1: So oh man. all right, uh, to me, this record starts out like I was vibing off the energy of pain of mine. I was like, "Damn, that's good., uh, I know youth today's," a-. and then make a change starts. I'm like, "Oh shit, that's right. yeah <laughs> that's why youth of today is youth of today. There's a jolt of energy, part of that's familiarity, part of that's nostalgia, part of that's knowing it inside and out. um to me, this record peaks. Uh, thinking straight, stab in the back, and to take a stand. Those, those four. How it opens, those wow, four yeah. songs. It's like wild. Um, break down the walls. Sounds anthemic right from the start.
5: Patrick, shout it, great song.
1: Shout! It. I mean, look. The only song I, I have a look. weird, yeah. Only song I have a weird relationship with is "Time to Forgive, and we should talk about that in a minute. Before we do, Patrick, are these iconic songs to you in your ears at all?
2: Oh, I mean, <clears throat> to like my How ears. much do
1: you know them, you know?
2: Oh, well, let's see.
1: Because that's part uh, of it. I think it's probably the same for Tom. I can't totally divorce myself from how intimately familiar I am with this record.
2: Yeah. And Make a change, obviously. Uh, stabbed in the back, I found I knew the he worst. He only
3: knows thing. that because of the Shelter song.
2: Make a change. Uh, <laughs>
3: what you going to do? What you going to do, people? Make uh, a change.
2: Oof. And obviously break down Sorry. the walls. Um, Sorry, yeah. Ray. We love you. I mean, listen. As you point, you know out. positive outlook. Yeah, I know positive outlook. Let's see. you
3: definitely do it's my. Stand.
2: Yeah, yeah. I bet that you there's probably. Yeah, I, I don't know about most, but I know. I know, I know a good Yep. Amen. Uh Yep. But the only ones that I knew the words to, like that, I mm-hmm. probably could sing. Like I said, I was surprised that I knew "Stabbed in the Back," which is also a good song. Yes, uh, it is. Obviously, I know the I know the, the 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 kind of that drum beat into the like pretty flaccidly delivered line and break down the walls is like pretty iconic. So I knew I know all that. Yeah, uh, make it like change, there
1: should be I a know. video of just that, like just the uh, some the dude playing the drums to that to break mm-hmm. down the walls, like as it opens because it's so like it feels like he's playing alone in a stadium. It's so cool.
3: Yeah, so uh, I, uh, I, Bob, I have a question for you about that song. Yes, how did it end up in on the soundtrack for the Girl Next Door? Do you know?
1: Don't know. Uh Don't know. Weird.
3: You ever like, see that movie?
1: Yes, of course. Saw in theater.
3: Of course, like of course. Alicia Cuthbert? Are you kidding me? Of course, I saw in the theater. Yeah, it that was yeah. an era.
1: One hundred percent. Also, it was like, what is that? Oh f- six, oh five, oh four. So it's it's like in the weird. It's post uh um teen comedy like romantic comedy boom but,
3: yeah it's post-american pie
1: yeah it, it, but and, and it's, it's 2004 um so i was you know i was it, it was it was the uh the oasis in an ocean of a no teen comedies. so uh yeah i was i was in um i don't know how it ended up we should we can we'll find out let's let's say that i'm
3: we'll just curious sure, like what a random song for it to be like in the movie and and it's not really in it it's just the. it's not like you don't hear Ray sing at all
1: no you're right it's just the role you're right hmm.
3: the drum beat and the and the and the feedback or whatever
1: patrick you, you know i think you said you knew a bunch of these songs but you're you're kind of an admitted non-fan of youth of today
2: yeah, I. Uh, it's an unpopular take among our hardcore for the hardcore listeners, but I'll take shelter any day.
1: Right on this listen, what did you find?
2: Uh, it was just reaffirming what I kind of know whenever I listen to it in a good mood, which is uh, tight, high energy, uh, really bold decisions being made vocally on every fucking song. Uh, yes, I mean. Look, if you like hardcore, you stand at least a 38% chance of really liking this record. For me, it kind of, it never gets over the hill of being a great, it never hits great record to me. I'm never mad at it these days. When I was a kid, I went through real phases where, you know, the... You don't want to hear it. Yeah, but I'm kind of, I'm thinking, hold on, which one did I own as a, as a, like first first maybe ten records So one of these was in there. Um mm. but I never, you know, I've said it a million times. I ne- I never was a super fan. Uh but at this point there's no place where you could put it on where I'd be mad. So mm. I guess that's something. Tom, did you find anything on this listen
1: uh new or or when you when you heard it that, that
3: just kind of hit you a different way? Is it today? Yeah ah i feel like it's so imprinted on my dna yes (laughs) like i feel like i'd have to like like go like be in a coma for a month like a month to come back and be like this is new (laughs) i just i think it's the best recording by far of the Youth today stuff other than the disengaged seven inch um Mm. i think this along with almost every Youth of today record could probably lose a couple of songs Oh, interesting. Then I think they'd have three LPs that were perfect. If I, if you could go through and be like, maybe you should can this. Maybe, you don't really need that on this.
1: What song would you take off this record?
3: One family, maybe. Okay. Maybe time to forgive.
1: So, time to forgive is the uh, song we just might re-recorded with like uh, anti-violence, anti-fighting kind of right. energy. Mm, I like well, so <laughs> yeah. just just omit it. Nobody asked. Nobody. Nobody needed you just to write an I'm sorry track. It's okay. No, um, it's cool. You, you probably picked the, the two weakest songs on here for sure. Good job. I think you could have made an argument that if anybody is a diehard and hasn't heard there is a Dawn Fury demo. From right before they did this LP, that was basically demoing out a lot of these songs. Uh, I believe the only difference from this lineup is it might have Mike Judge on drums. Um, and so it's
3: now the lineup in this is who: Ray
1: Porcel, Craig, Craig ahead Richie, and Drew from Bold. Drew Thomas. On, uh, oh, this might be one Rachel of the best L. hardcore lineups ever. It's really,
3: really good. It's really good. Richie on guitar is a whole nother fucking story. It makes it that much cooler.
1: So on the We Just Might, uh, there's a whole intro part um, because it's recorded as We Just Might and Ray gets, goes wild into it and is like, uh, you know, like stumble our way. We might just rip your fucking head off like it's like exaggerated New York accent. It's really funny. It's really good. Um, so if you've never heard that, track it down. I'm sure it's easy to find on the Internet at this point. Um, yeah, I, I don't. This isn't this isn't perfect, but it's pretty goddamn close. It's a really good record. Um If I heard this as an adult, I wonder if my thoughts would be different about the lyrical content. Like if you'd never heard it as a kid, but it played such a role in kind of being something I, I vibed with. And like, yo, the band's name is Youth of Today. These dudes were all kind of kids. And we're singing songs that were written for kids. You know? And like, um, yeah, I think it's fucking great. So um, not too much more to say about it. I, I, I don't know. I think I would relent if somebody wants to say they like this more than We're Not Alone. There was a time where I would have fought for we're not alone and i don't know that i will this now because because quite honestly i think that we're not alone is a standalone document whereas break down the walls is the culmination of everything youth of today was doing up to that point we're not alone is the extra credit (laughs) Um, all right let's let's get to it we've been recording a long time patrick Neurosis, pain of mind or youth of today break down the walls Going pain of mind Tom, Neurosis, Pain of Mind, or Youth of Today, Break Down the Walls?
3: Sorry, Steve Von Till. We're going Youth of Today, Break Down the Walls.
1: I am also going with Youth of Today, Break Down the Walls. It is closer than you would think. I really, that, that Neurosis record is awesome.
3: It's I couldn't just, really tell which way you were going to go.
1: No, 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 no. I, I, break Down the Walls is, it's really great. And I, I really, really, Tom, Tom makes uh, little playlists for us that we also, we, import them basically to our, our ax grind spotify you should follow but he makes private ones for us to listen to so i was like really like wow i was jamming off pain of mind and really feeling the energy off of it i was like what's break down the walls gonna feel like is it gonna be a maintain is it gonna be a drop is it even possible for me right now for this to like be an uptick and it was like uh oh there it is yeah like like make a change comes in and all of a sudden I want to like jump off my stairs. Like, like,
3: yeah. Like when v Diesel, when Vin Diesel hits like the knocks when he's like racing. Y-
1: yes. Yes. Like, yo, I'm, yeah. I'm going 120 already. What, what, where can I go from this? Oh damn, hit that nose and I'm going 160 Um,
3: right now I'm on the Bonneville salt flats. Y- yes.
1: You know, shout out to Bonneville salt flats. Um, all right. So, uh, from this, uh, everybody go listen to some great eighties hardcore. We got another one coming at you next week. Uh, and it don't stop.
5: What's up, Axe to Grind? This is Chris G. from Maryland coming at you with a pit report a couple days late from the Galt Show at the First Unitarian Church in Philly on May 1st. It was a Sunday matinee show, Doors at 2. show was over by 7, which is awesome if you're my age. Showed up a little bit late around... I don't know, 2.40, expecting to just walk in and be ready to do a little merch shopping and wait for the first band. And since it's Gulch, there was a line around the venue (laughs) waiting to get t-shirts. Should have expected it. Still a couple people in line by the time the first band played, but that cleared up pretty quick. First band was uh, cut down. Uh, I had not seen them before and was really impressed with their energy. Uh, Good hardcore punk energy, a lot of dancing, a lot of movement for the first band, which isn't always the case, as you know. Next band was uh, Moloch, who I had heard but was not really familiar with their music. Um, It was a little different, not bad at all. Um, Just uh, that kind of music is not something I tend to like live on a hardcore lineup just because it doesn't have quite the same energy, but it's something I like to listen to, Uh, enjoyable nonetheless. Field of Flames. I was completely unfamiliar with. I uh, did notice that there was a member or two of Tsunami in the band. Went uh, over really well with the crowd. Uh, good heavy sound, kind of that Bay stuff you're expecting nowadays with that heaviness. And then end it probably. One of the most exciting current bands in hardcore, I'd say, is the third time I've seen them this year. Uh, My beautiful girlfriend, Angie, has a slightly unhealthy obsession with the band, which I'm definitely not jealous of at all. Uh, But the frontman, Akil, is a very funny and engaging, charismatic guy. Always has funny stuff to say. Um, Side note, he also has a pretty good podcast called Up the Blunks, which I highly recommend for fans of Axe to Grind. But uh, the whole band rips. Uh, They have never once come close to disappointing. And just, uh, I really think they're going to be somebody to keep an eye out for. I'm highly anticipating them dropping an album at some point. And then, just to keep this short and sweet, Gulch. Last show in Philadelphia. Um, I think this is maybe the second time I saw them at Philly. I know I caught them at This Is Hardcore one year. Uh, I don't remember how many other times I've seen them or where at at this point. But... What can you say about Gulch? It hasn't already been said. One of the most exciting and dynamic live acts of the last few years, uh, really have earned uh, the respect and admiration that they're given, and really puts on a good show. Uh, you know, the vocalist said before the set that he had lost his voice, so I was wondering how that was going to sound, and didn't didn't miss a beat at all. You know, the band always rips. And it was a good time. Uh, it was kind of a out of the way trek for me to do that on a Sunday, having to come back and be ready to be up early Monday morning. But there are just certain bands you can't miss. So if there's, I don't know if there's any more shows left on this uh, farewell Gulch tour, but if there are, and you can get a ticket, you need to be there. Uh, peace out.
6: Hey, Axe to grind. Um, this is M from Toronto with my first ever pit report. Uh, for my first ever real hardcore show, I guess, um, I'm kind of the new guy, a bit of a Wilson Westchester, or whatever you guys name that character for the kid in uh, in the Back to Basics episodes. Um, last night, May 6th in Toronto at the Baby G, uh, which is a great room that holds around 150 people by uh, by the third or so by the second or third band it was it was fucking packed it was amazing um i imagine i'll see more shows there uh this was the debut gig for temper tantrum they're a new band and they brought along with them dialone a toronto hardcore band losers also a hardcore band albert hoffman's peace project they're more of a alt grunge kind of thing um maybe could be likened to some of the drug church openers uh if i'm remembering them correctly and uh and shout out to cicada who couldn't play due to covid sadly um they're really sweet people they uh, uh they're kind of a heavy shoegaze band i really liked seeing them open for some other bands in toronto they're playing a lot of shit uh so shout out to them But yeah, the crowd went pretty mental for uh, Losers, Dialone, and Temper Tantrum, especially Dialone and Temper Tantrum. Um, Dialone was my favorite band going in. They did a great job. Uh, They played their EP, Self-Fulfilling Prophecy, which I really like. I picked up a tape, um, and Temper Tantrum killed it for their first time. You've got... (laughs) Handsome motherfucker Covered in tattoos And a black cowboy hat Screaming his ass off on stage It was great Um, They were really psyched Everyone was really excited The bands were so happy With the turnout So it was awesome To see all that Um, You could not find me In the pit But they were having A lot of fun in there Um, So yeah May 6th in Toronto At the Baby G Temper Tantrum Debut gig Was last night and uh, in terms of shit to keep your eye out in Toronto, um, there's a Millspec show happening in Brampton uh, in the Toronto area. It's going to be a bit of a mission for me to get there. I don't drive, but uh, it's at Spot One Grill. That's in Brampton, one of our suburbs here. Uh, and Millspec is playing with Mile End, Cohesion, Bar Down, and Gavel. Um, I'm really excited to see Millspec for the first time. If you're into the more post-hardcore uh, and screamo side of things as well, there's this fest at the end of July in Toronto called New Friends Fest. Um, I'm going to be there all weekend doing some coverage. I'm really excited about that. Uh, one of the sponsors is Death Wish, which is sick. Um, and so I'm hoping to meet some people there. Uh, one of my favorite bands on that bill is Terry Green. They're one of my favorite local bands. Um, really sick post-hardcore band and uh and in september we've got hold your ground fest at one of our other suburbs uh called mississauga um i believe that's where it's being held uh and we've got never ending game mind force pain of truth lots of cool shit that i would be very excited to see for the first time i hope i can make it to that and that school doesn't get in my way um one of the sponsors there is New Damage Records. They're like the more hardcore imprint of Dine Alone, uh, a really good Toronto um, kind of rock and alt uh, label. And Northern Scene, shout out to them. They're one of the sponsors for Hold Your Ground Fest 2. Uh, if you want hardcore, post-hardcore punk vinyl in Canada and you don't want to pay a fuckload for shipping check out their shit um i got basically most of the self-defense catalog from them <laughs> uh so definitely check out northern scene and yeah um thank you
0: what's up guys my name is joe coming in with a little pit report after last week i left my current home of the South shore of the great city of Massachusetts to return to my old home of Columbia, South Carolina for a big, uh, hardcore high school reunion weekend. Um, Stretch Armstrong, Hope's fall advent and the two newer locals, your spirit dies and rap poison. Uh, just to say that every band was absolutely on point except for any, uh, little, you know, little technological tidbits here that might've happened. Can't be controlled. Everybody killed it. Your Spirit Dies was great. Rat Poison, big shout out. Those dudes are killer. And you should go listen to their new record right now on Spotify. Advent, just crushing it as always. North Carolina Hardcore just came in direct support of South Carolina Hardcore that weekend. Um, they just killed it. Hope's Fall, if you love them, you know them, you love them. That's just the way it is. Um, so loud so good and then of course the big triumphant return 10 years plus of not having them stretch Armstrong it was probably I I would say that they were probably the first or second hardcore show I ever went to coming out of my past of like spiky hair DB charge punk and stuff that I grew up with and so you know they introduced me to a, a whole different scene and set me down a whole different uh, different path of music that I listen to consistently to this day. Um, but they were great. Uh, they killed it. It was such a great positive atmosphere. Everybody was climbing on heads and singing along and having a good time. Um, I think even Mr. 856 was recording it. So hopefully we'll see a little evidence of that whole show at some point in time down the road, raised a bunch of money for a local charity that, uh, one of the guys from stretch on strong supports, um, At a bunch of supplies for a children's home. I think that's the same charity now that I think about it. Forgive me for not knowing. And also just a a hell of a weekend. A big reunion of people that I haven't seen in 5, 10, 15 years. It was awesome. And set up for a great weekend visiting friends in that state. Uh, Heading on back to Massachusetts now. Hopefully I'll give you a pit report from a real interesting show coming up real soon at at the Middle East in Boston. Uh, uh, The exploited and... The Harley Pro Mags, interesting lineup with uh, another band called Total Chaos, which are all bands I listened to when I was 14 years old. So this ought to be a fun one. Maybe I'll call back if that one gets real interesting. Uh, Keep giving it. Thanks for what y'all do.
4: Okay, just real quick doing Pit Report here from the UK. had a few shows recently here in the West Midlands in Birmingham and Coventry that I wanted to just shout out, talk about. So the first one was Armour and Big Laugh, they've been over doing their European tour, uh, also playing the UK obviously. Uh, they played at a place called Centrala in Birmingham, which was a really cool venue, I had not been there before. Um, it was sort of an art gallery slash cafe kind of setup. Pretty Pretty small room, very narrow, which was good because um, a lot of people were sort of running towards the wall and a nice narrow space, very compact very well attended as well, so filled out the room, um, they had like a photography exhibition set up in there, so they had like portrait photos of people from the Ukraine, and, you know, they had their, sort of testimonies from them, saying where they were when the invasion died and stuff like that, so that was kind of cool to see, obviously couldn't take in the full exhibition, given, uh, we we're at the show, but you know, um, so uk bands opening up this tour for this for this state at least uh there's a band from newcastle didn't quite catch what their name was but uh, they're cool they're playing sort of you know classic hardcore then next up was about flesh creep local to birmingham saw them recently as well playing uh when the chisel came through birmingham so you know doing some cool stuff just about a new ep recently that people can go check out uh so they were playing sort of like fast hardcore but they also had some slower, sludgier parts where people could you know, chuck a little mosh and whatnot, so that was kind of cool. Then next up, obviously, Armour and Big Laugh, two bands over from the States. Uh, Very well-received. Like I said, well-attended. Everyone was super excited to see them. So yeah, hopefully see more bands, more bands like that come over to Europe, to the UK, and put on shows because it's a really fun time. You know, really fun energy in the crowd, like I said, sort of side to side, a lot of like Posh masks, just just a fun night overall. It's really really good atmosphere. Okay, then for this weekend, just gone on the Friday night, show in Coventry, at a place called the Archers. And for anyone who's not too familiar with the geography of the UK, Coventry is located around a thirty minute train ride right from Birmingham. And Birmingham is the much bigger city, so Birmingham's around one million people, and here in Coventry is around three hundred thousand. And essentially, what happens in the West Midlands is most most of the stuff for hardcore, punk, metal, etc., is going on in Birmingham, and then every now and then the uh, smaller cities around Birmingham will have stuff. But as far as Coventry goes, you know, personally, I was born here, grew up here never really seen a hardcore show in Coventry. So the guys from Mountlet went out of their way to, to organize a show here in their hometown, which was really cool to see. And what's cool as well, obviously, you know, having said that we don't really have shows here too often. So a lot of young people come out. A lot of young people were saying it was their first hardcore show. So that was really, really cool to see. And, um, yeah, they were getting into it. You know, a lot of them started it Uh, sort of a mixed bill so there's like metal bands and then a couple of hardcore bands and you saw yeah, when the hardcore band started and the guys were doing the hardcore dancing the spin kicks and whatnot you saw some of these kids kind of take note and start doing the same thing and seem to be really enjoying it so hopefully some of these these newer faces will stick around and come to more shows uh in Coventry Birmingham West Midlands area that'll be good to see Uh, So as far as the lineup for that show goes. Open up, I hope you had a couple of local uh, metal bands in Monastery. They were playing a sort of doom metal style, which is not something I'm really too familiar with, but they seem to do pretty well. Some good riffs. um, Good stuff to sort of nod your head to and seem to be pretty well received by the audience there. Then next up was a band called Below the Stones. Um... They were playing more of like a down-tuned, not really difficult, but like verging into that territory sort of thing. Uh, So that was cool as well, and it seems like people um, received that pretty well. I think they had some friends there, so that was cool. Then next up, there was a guy called Harrison Powers. Um, This was kind of a last-minute replacement sort of scenario. The band Suppress was supposed to play, who or a Birmingham hardcore band. They put out their their debut full-length Diamond on the style uh, a couple of months ago, so people can go check that out. Anyway, Harrison Powers is a solo artist. He's playing a sort of alt-pop kind of style. So you know, it was cool. It's a nice change of pace, given that everything else on the lineup was you know pretty heavy or full bands. So yeah, it was a nice a nice little uh, bit of variety in there and. Yeah, you know, I think mean, it takes some balls to get up and do a solo performance at a night where it's like half metalhead kids, half hardcore kids. So yeah, definitely respect to that guy, respect to Harrison Powers. Uh, okay. So next up, you have the two, the two hardcore bands playing. Um, so we have Upraised, who are a band from Wolverhampton, who they're playing around like the Birmingham, Wolverhampton, West Midlands scene for a little bit now. So I've seen them a couple of times before. Uh, Always, always put on a good set Uh, Heavy, metallic hardcore They played a a Marauder cover In their set, which uh, went off Really well, very well received Uh, Yeah Those guys always put on a good show So yeah, good to see them And the kids, like the younger kids There uh, seem to really enjoy Their set, like big push-mosh Over 100 tickets sold for this show Which given you know, Coventry's not really too, too known for hardcore shows. Uh, it's a really good turnout and everyone was... Like I say, a lot of these young kids seem to be having a really fun time with it. So hopefully... Uh, get some of them returning to shows in the future. But yeah, big push-mash for Upraised. Really went off, really really uh, well received. And then closing for that night, there was Matlet, who... As I said, Coventry hardcore. Uh, they've been around for a few years. But really have been more part of the Birmingham scene, given that, you know, Coventry doesn't really have too much of a hardcore scene, so you know, they're kind of flying the flag, Coventry Hardcore. But mostly play in Birmingham. Now they they organise their show, so that was really cool. And hopefully we can see more of that in the future. <clears throat> okay. So Sunday, last night. Um, really <laughs> really stacked lineup for this one, as far as, uh, like, UK, mosh, <laughs> like, mosh metal, uh, metallic hardcore goes. I know, not just in Birmingham, but around the country, a lot of people were excited for this one. We had, um, the Daitan Films crew there filming, which, if people aren't aware, um, yeah, you know, this guy kind of kind of similar to what A hey Five Six does, but more based in the UK and Europe sometimes, but mostly UK. So if you check out his channel, D A I T A N Films on YouTube, uh, a lot of uh, UK hardcore sets on there. Um, also like Outbreak best we see a lot of the international bands on there as well. So if people want to get a sort of a taste for what's going on over here in the UK, yeah, I'd recommend seeking his channel out, watching some of his videos. But yeah, anyway. Those guys were there filming, filming the night. Uh, there are six bands on this lineup. Unfortunately, uh, I was at work Sunday. So I was a little bit late. I could only catch the, the second half of the show. So I'll just briefly say the, the three bands that I didn't manage to see. Uh, <laughs> opening up was Mantlet, which you know just talked about. Played on a Friday night. Uh, then you also had Realm of Torment and Raiden. Uh, both bands I had seen before, so you know, I can't say put on a good show. Uh, both very heavy, Ramatome doing sort of um, sort of like a two thousands metalcore kind of thing, like if you think sort of sort of the like At the Gates core kind of style. They're very much in that vein. Uh, Raiden, very metallic, like a lot of riffs, and then the heavy the heavy B dance. So yeah, I've seen those guys before. Didn't manage to catch them last night because of work, but you know, who is what it is. So anyway, by the time I got to the show, first band that I was able to catch was Split Knuckle. They're a band from Essex. Um, yeah, as I say, every band on this lineup is very heavy, very mosh orientated. Split Knuckle, no exception. Um, yeah, those guys do some cool stuff. They famously have a 10 minute song, which you know, for hardcore is kind of a stretch, but they managed to keep it entertaining all throughout. Um, seen them a couple of times, always fun. Uh, good stage banter, which, you know, is important. <laughs> anyway, next up was Climate of Fear. Uh, this was actually the, the last show for Climate of Fear. Um, so obviously, given that it was the last show, people made a point to the Marsh heart to really go for this one. Which, you know, it was fun. But um, personally, you know, I was like, I'm going to stand back a little bit. I'm not trying to get concussed out here. But, you know, it was fun to watch. Um, Yeah, so what can I say about this band? Um, I don't know really if in the U.S. people are paying attention to them. But they've really been popping off in the U.K. over the last few years. They put out their EP, I want to say 2020. Uh, staying with a dismal beauty, uh, that's kind of a, a smash hit. I mean, as far as like UK Mosh music goes, it's kind of top tier over the last few years. And as far as them playing their final show, it's kind of a case like all of those guys involved in other projects are also getting busy. A couple of them playing in uh, Last Wishes, who just put out their their album the last couple of weeks. Uh, Fraser on vocals, he's also involved in Cauldron. Who just put out uh, the two-track, two-track release? Also recently, and they are doing some some cool stuff. So, yeah, all of those guys are still going to be active in the scene. It's just uh, as far as climate of fear goes, that sort of taken taken a backseat. But yeah, final show, really fun. Seen them a few times uh, recently since since things opened up after the pandemic, and always good. Always super heavy, always inspired. It's a pretty pretty dramatic mosh scene. But yeah, uh, really cool to see the last show from those guys. And they've been playing around Birmingham for a while. So everyone was super hyped for that. Definitely a celebration of what those guys have done. So final band of the night, final band of this pit report. We had Cruelty. This cruelty with a K, not to be confused with cruelty with a C, cruelty with a K coming from Japan. Uh, yeah, super cool, man. Like, same with Armor and Big Laugh. I think whenever you see international bands coming over and playing in these small rooms, sort of rubbing shoulders with the, the local scene, it's always really cool to see. So this, I don't think I said it even this is a Mufa's studio in Birmingham. Which one of my favorite venues, to be honest. It's, I mean, on the face of it, it's pretty unremarkable. It's a small room, uh, dimly lit, but it's just absolute chaos in there, man. So, Cruelty, if anyone's not familiar, they're kind of playing this uh, heavy hardcore, but also uh, like Doom and Death Metal influence in there. So, they have a lot of very. A lot of like longer songs, like five minutes and whatnot, where it's just unrelenting, just heavy riffs in and then into the mosh parts. Uh, so they're kind of, you know, doing it a little bit different to some of the other metallic hardcore bands, really slowing it down and just, yeah, really sick. And, you know, for those guys to come over to Japan to do these UK shows, it's really cool. Hopefully catch them again sometime. I know they played over in the US recently as well I saw their video at FYA Seems to be very well received there Very well received in the UK uh, Yeah, so a really fun Really fun show overall for those three bands That I was able to catch And uh, yeah, like a couple of weeks for Hardcore in the UK um, Also quickly On Cruelty's tour They played Revolve's last show as well So Revolve Rebound out of Glasgow Again, So sort of metallic Hardcore But those guys Really good stuff. Uh, there's a couple of last shows in the UK this week. But yeah, signing out. Peace.